1: I am unashamed. What about you?
0: So, Jace, it was funny. We were talking about, because on the, I don't know if this was the last podcast, we were talking about your Twitter account had been hacked. Still is. So in between that, a friend of ours, who's been on the podcast a while back, had, had texted me last night, but I didn't see it till this morning. And he had also reached
2: out to you, through actually through Twitter, I think. And it was like, no, he sent me an email. He's like, he's he's wanting to join the team of selling whatever this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he sent me a text. He's like, a couple of friends of mine are trying to figure out this computer. They bought a couple of computers. From I've been surprised at how gullible people are. I mean, because obviously the language from what I've heard, because I can't get into my account. I've alerted the Twitter people. Uh, Elon Musk has not gotten back to me. <laughs> But <laughs> surprised that Eli's not on your speed dial. That you? No, he's he's just ignoring. This is like day whatever four. <laughs> but uh, I've been surprised at how gullible people are because from what I've heard, you can tell this is someone that's not real familiar with the English language. Yeah. The wording is weird. Well, that's
0: what he told me last night. He sent me a text, and he said, they, he said the languaging was off, like it didn't seem
2: quite yeah, right. But I have other people who are friends of mine who are like, why, why are you getting into the MacBooks <laughs> uh, <laughs> business? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised. I, I feel like the greater problem is the, is how gullible people are to what you're reading and seeing. And, and you can't, amazing. I mean, I guess, you know, if you have different personalities, cause you have people that. It's a certain age thing though, too. So dad, just, if if you ever
0: get, Dan brings you something that says, look, Al's trapped in Nigeria and he needs $500 or he can't get home. I'm just telling you right now. But you actually
2: were trapped in Nigeria.
0: Well, I, actually I was trapped one time in Senegal which is an African country. I got there. Yeah, somebody told me that, and I said, it's a scam. I know, but it actually happened. Oh, I guess no. it's... But when it really <laughs> happened, I said, no, that's a scam. Somebody. But I didn't send any notes, so I got there at 3 in the morning. I go to the airline desk because I was flying another airline, which, by the way, is another reason why Jesus sent them out two by two for a good reason because I was by myself. And I walk up to the thing. There's a French-speaking country so nobody's nobody speaking English. And I go up to this desk and I know there's nobody there. And so it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm in Africa. You know, it's, I'm looking around. There's not a lot of people there. I'm trying to find somebody at this thing. There's nobody there. I finally found a person wearing a uniform that matched this airline. She's in some little room. And I said, oh, excuse me, excuse me. You speak English? She said, a little. And uh, I said, well, I'm trying to get to, you know, where I'm going next. I said, I nah, I'm looking for I got a flight at you know eight o'clock this morning. She said, Oh no, no. Let's cancel. I said, cancel. She said, I said, when's the next flight? She said, maybe never. I said, Maybe never. Maybe never. That's <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound promising at all. <laughs> maybe never. So it turns out the airline went under, you know, but between when I left the US and get to Africa, that's the way it works around there. So I had one number that somebody had given me of a connection to a guy that's in this town, Dakar, Senegal, of one of our guys, one of our One Kingdom guys. So I, that's all I had, It's my lifeline. So this, <clears throat> I find this guy that spoke English, so I give him a $20 bill, which I found out in Africa, a $20 bill goes a long way. It, it it makes a friend for
1: life. Yeah, it opens doors.
0: It opens doors. And so this this one kid, this young guy, I said, I'm gonna give you this is yours. I said, But no, you're my guy. So you gotta, you know, you gotta worry. I don't eat because other people are looking at me, you know, like this guy's a piece of meat. But I'm like, You protect me, you're my guy. He said, Oh, I'm your guy. And so he had a phone. I said, I want you to call this number and, and get this guy on the phone and, and see if we can get him down here. And he did. And the guy's name was Arnold, Arnold Zah, D-Z-A-H, Arnold Zah. I said, so I get on the phone with this Arnold. He's He's our guy. And I said, Arnold, I'm in a bind here. This is the airport, you know, they're there. They still don't know anything. He said, brother, I'll be right there. <laughs> and so he came down. He rescued me out of the airport. So that was like seven years ago. And I said, well, I tell you what, I'll support you the rest of your life. And I have. I mean, he, he and I are dear friends. I've supported his work. He's coming. He's coming this fall to the US. But it's like, you know, he bailed me out of a jam. He got me yep. a new ticket, got me where I needed to go. But yeah. there are brothers. Here's the thing, Dad. There are brothers wherever you go. Yep. And I found one in this airport. So I in that case, I guess I was stuck. But if I ever send you an email, it's not me. Yeah. I want to ask you to do that, so yeah. I'll just find a guy because $20. Well, I've got
1: it fixed for if I ever send you anything on there, then you said no.
0: I <laughs> well, here's what I'll know. I'll know that you it's never possible. left the river, so that yeah. you're not in Nigeria. No.
2: <laughs> All right, so, so Jace, I got you. Jace's word. We don't have Zach. Well, I read an interesting verse about that. This is Proverbs 13, 11. Dishonest money dwindles away. But he who gathers money little by little makes it grow. So all you shysters out there <laughs> It's gonna dwindle away. That's right.
0: What's the one in there's another one in Proverbs? I think it's twenty eight twenty six or twenty six twenty eight that says He who digs a pit oh. shall fall therein.
2: I, I've used that. Oh yeah. As a treasure hunter, I dig a lot of holes. That's right. And uh we've had moments where we just kept digging and digging and you know, Murray one time fell in and I was like, let me quote a verse for you. (laughs) (laughs) When you're falling into the hole you're digging, we probably ought to get some bigger equipment than a shovel. So I had,
0: you know, Zach's not on, uh, our podcast today. I think he's, he may be on the next one. And so, since he's not here to provide us with a big word. And we do have a special guest for the next I know. Podcast. This is a surprise? Yeah, it's a surprise. Okay, we're gonna wait for that one for a surprise. And maybe Zach will be a surprise. So we're gonna try to use a sort of a big word. This is Jace's word of the week. So when Zach's so not Are we still doing this? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a it's right. a thing. Give it to me. It's a thing. And apparently, so I pronounce this word differently. And so I don't know if I'm wrong or if it has more than one pronunciation. And so dad, you, you, you probably used the, I always said Diaspora, Diaspora.
1: Diaspora.
0: Yeah. This one says Diaspora is the Mm -hmm. correct pronunciation, but I'm not sure about
2: that. Diaspora. Have you ever heard of that, Jace? A Diaspora or Diaspora? I've been to a few foreign countries and I'm not sure that I contacted that, (laughs) (laughs) but it sounds more like something my brother Jep would have right now as an ailment. No, it's not an ailment. Oh, no, it's not an ailment. It's not an ailment.
0: But it fits it actually fits what we're talking about. Well, more in First Peter, although I think it would apply to Second Peter as well. It's the, the what what I always thought was the diaspora, but this says diaspora. It's the scattering of the Jews to countries outside of Palestine after the Babylonian captivity. Is what the word the actually is. Diaspora? diaspora. 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 This is what the word looks like. Huh?
2: Where do y'all come up with these words? Well, there's
0: a lot of words
2: out there, Dave. But it does say any group that has been dispersed. Yeah, it could be. A,
0: it doesn't necessarily mean them, but that's where the word originated.
2: Was so we're th- actually diasporans because yeah. our country. We're looking for a heavenly
1: sort of starts out like it's going to be disaster. So there was right.
0: Scattering and actually, you could apply the same word. That would have been the same word. The scattering of the church in Acts eight was also a yep. diaspora. Yep. So that was an interesting word of the week.
2: Not sure I will ever use that word. I'll just say scattered.
0: So here's another. Here's another thing, Jay. Before we get to the text, so you made a big deal about uh, Jep's beef stew.
2: Fantastic!
0: You've eaten that. I have not eaten it yet. I'm anticipating. Well, you're missing out. I know. I, I've got. I told Jap. I did tell Jap. I said it.
2: Now it warms the soul.
0: We've been talking about it on the podcast. I said, and now I don't
2: even remember bringing that up. I did. You did. You said it was. You says one of the all-time best. Oh, it's favorites. fantastic. So, I could just stick my head in a bowl of it right now. So
0: one of our crack staff here, since you mentioned on the podcast, came up with a list of the best stew recipes of all time. Well, that one's going to be hard to top. Well, here's what they came up with. There's there's about six stews on here. First one is
2: chicken stew with dumplings. So chicken and, chicken dumplings. and dumplings.
0: That's good. Chicken it's and dumplings. Dead.
2: It's not in the, I don't have it. I don't view that as stew. Near the Jep and Jessica's beef. Yeah, we
0: wouldn't call that a stew, would No. We? What would you call that? What is that a category in and of itself,
1: just chicken and dumplings? Well, dumplings are, are they're, they're rolled, they're flour, and they're just, they're. Kind of well, soft. I actually, when what I. That, what would that category, like, what
0: would chicken and
2: dumplings, what category would that fit in? Was that a soup? Would we call yeah, that a soup? I would, I would say I would, probably a soup. It's in the soup. Well, because I was a couple, two or three episodes ago, I don't know, it's all, my life's a blur now. I was somewhere in Tennessee, and this uh, really good cook, they had a, the place where we stayed, they, like, provided a cook, a uh, young woman, fantastic. But she cooked squirrel and dumplings. But it was a stew. It was not, so she said squirrel and dumplings. I said, eh. And she went, oh, you don't like it? I was like, well, my mom has set the bar high on that. So I said, if you, you know, I'm not sure how yours is. She's like, well, I've never made it. But the guy who worked there killed a bunch of squirrels that morning. And she said, I thought y'all are the only people on the planet I know that would actually eat those. <laughs> I said, Oh, I love squirrel. <clears throat> I said, Well, give it a whirl. Now, so she called it squirrel and dumplings, but it was it was a stew. Now it had dumplings mm-hmm. in it. I, so I told her that. I said, This I wouldn't call this squirrel and dumplings. I would call this squirrel stew stew yeah. that had some dumplings in it. But it was fantastic. It was good. Oh, it was fantastic.
0: Well, I had a chicken and nochi soup at Olive Garden last week, and it was one of the best I've ever had. Is it's it like a dump. Is that a restaurant? Yeah, it's a restaurant. It was really good. Oh, I'm just <laughs> saying it was. It was good. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like as good as Mom's, but it was good. That's why I can't. The bar's too high for <laughs> you to be going to restaurants. I mean, sometimes you go. So this was, uh, here's another one. New Orleans Creole Gumbo. Stew recipe. Yep. I would consider that a stew, yep. a Creole
2: Gumbo.
1: Dad uh, makes. I,
2: I, I threw restaurants under the bus because I don't go. But we've done a couple of episodes down in South Louisiana. Now those are different because they know how to make an étouffée, a gumbo. Not every time, you know, because still based on who's doing it, but most of the time when you go to South Louisiana, they know how to cook. And I've
0: never had a bad meal in a restaurant in South Louisiana, ever. Have you? I mean, it
2: has happened, you know, but
0: I'm saying rarely. Now, here's one that I wouldn't consider a stew, but a jambalaya It they put on this list. Which is well, jambalaya
1: is not a, a stew. It's just no. a, soup, no, I, a pot of rice. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's not stew. No. Jambalaya, I would say, is in a category of itself, but it would be the maybe the.
0: I've kids never are... heard of this before. Chupino. Have you heard of a chupino?
2: Where do they no. find this stuff at? C I O P P I N O. Chupino. Italian fish stew. Filled with shrimp, scallops, clams. I'll ask Jersey Joe about it. Jersey's coming tomorrow night. Yeah, ask him if he's heard of a chupino. You Serve it with crusty bread. I'm gonna have to pass on that. All right, that, that's more sounds like a gullion.
0: Beef stew, which we talked about. Frogmore stew. They put frogs in a in a stew. But no, it says a southern classic. Frogmore stew has red potatoes, hot smoked sausage, corn, and shrimp.
2: It's kind they, of a low. Why would they call it frogmore?
0: And that's that's one of those low what do they call them low low country, low country dishes no you don't from, from North, south carolina. yeah,
2: Frogmore, south carolina no, they need to change the name of that because I you,
0: guarantee our when south carolina. I see
2: frog and I'm fixed to eat something if there's if there's not a bullfrog in it that's almost sacrilegious <laughs> to the frog uh, so, so they, every anything I eat that's not the frog is going to be a letdown. They
0: call that well, that's false. That's a marketing issue. False advertising to you. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one they have is oyster stew. Have yes. you had oyster yeah. stew?
1: Oyster stew, not liking a... St- no. That's
0: a big thing up I north. Just, I just ate a bunch stew. of oysters the other day. That, those were good? Because you know, you got to watch those when you get them right out of the thing, because if you get those on the wrong deal there, that could be a lower bowel mischief. I live to tell about it. I know it. Yeah. So anyway, those were some of other stews,
2: so I don't know, just contributing that to your stew. I think your problem with that line of thinking is it still is just as important on who's doing the stewing. Yep. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, that Cipano or whatever, they just took like 10 seafood things and threw it in a... Chupino. Yeah, threw it together and then put it on some bread. And call it, you know.
0: So you're going to check with Jersey Joe on the that.
2: That ch- one in Frogmore yeah. should been omitted from the list. One due to marketing issues. The <laughs> other, there was no imagination. Yeah.
0: And that's the only two you've never heard
2: of, by the way, <laughs> well, There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's question's the only two he's you, never heard of. I'm giving you my opinion.
0: I could be wrong. So let's take a break. So, Jace, you recently were telling a story about being on the road. Were you having to sleep on the ground when you were on the road? Sleeping bag on the ground. Mm. So how much did you miss your Helix mattress?
2: Oh, it, it, I missed it instantaneously. <laughs>
0: but yeah. I mean, it's one thing to go from, you know, your Helix mattress to like a hotel mattress. But when you're going to the ground, I mean, that's, that's a big step
2: now. Yeah, makes you appreciate the finer things of life, like mattresses.
0: (laughs) So we've uh, Helix Sleep has been uh, uh, a supporter of the Unashamed podcast uh, since almost since the beginning of our podcast. But we we love these guys. We love their mattresses. All three of us uh, sleep on one. Dad has provided you with some good nights' rest and and naps as well, right? You love your Helix. Uh, All of us went online, took a little quiz, which is what you do. It matches your mattress to your body and your sleep pattern, which is great. They offer a 100-night trial. They have a 10- to 15-year warranty uh, when you get your mattress, so it's going to fit you. Uh, It's going to fit the the way you love to sleep. They also support uh, military and first responders, teachers, and students. They have uh, great discounts, uh, 20% off uh, when you order, uh, which is a great thing as well. So here's what you do. Uh, You go to helixsleep.com. Um, You're going to take that quiz. Uh, You're going to find out how it best uh, fits you. It's going to come straight to your door. Um, uh, As I said, you get that 100-night risk-free trial. Go to helixsleep.com slash unashamed. Their best offer yet. It won't last long, so check them out. Helixsleep.com, 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our unashamed listeners. Helixsleep.com slash unashamed. Check them out. All right, so we'll go back to the Jace word of the day,
2: the uh diaspora, because that's so where
0: th- that's where we're at. In uh,
2: I guess First Peter one, when he said to that's right, God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout D- diaspora. the diaspora. That's exactly what
0: that that word implies. That's exactly right. Good word, Jace. You're using it in a sentence. Look at you, Mister
2: Vocabulary. Zach would be proud of well, you. Well, I think there's four hundred thousand. Words in the English language. Yep. So there you go. are we actually going to try to master that? I think we are. Over the course of this podcast, we're going to use them all. Well, there's one that stands above all others, and that's really where we're at, the word. The word. The word. Exactly. The communication. So it's in our English Grammar line, you have the word, then you have all the rest of the words. That's it.
0: And so we're going to start in Second Peter, chapter one, verse one today. And I love you gave us a T, so we're going to get into the, this one today, Jays. I loved it. We'll st- I did. Yep, you did. In the, in the last podcast, we were doing an overview because you used that word um, precious. That's in verse one, but I like
2: the way you used the word potent, which I I was going to ask you where you got that. I was just looking up the word, and it was like, on possible, you know, because it says uh, elsewhere in Peter, we're saved by the precious blood of Jesus. We sing songs. Yeah. And then, but in this context, it says, uh, where's that at? Yeah, in verse. I guess that's a very long. That verse one is long. Yeah, it's long. It says faith as precious as ours, and uh, so it's the same word used to describe Jesus's blood. And it was like bigger than because you think precious, valuable, mm-hmm. but one of the words they put in there was potent. But you think about what Jesus's blood shed on a cross but it more than more than it's potent. potent because it was innocent Power. It was his his mom was a virgin he right. was from another I don't even know how to describe it uh with,
0: with realm, here, yeah realm, realm
2: or uh he but
0: I like that because the idea of precious you're right you know it gives you the idea of valuable it because it is it's you know, it's it's you know it's precious to us too because there's only so much in your body.
1: Far above all the animal blood that was shed for various reasons, or even human blood,
0: human which, blood. which you know, if a human being, one of us were to sacrifice ourselves, it would be a noble effort, but yeah. it wouldn't be valuable. That's right. Because well,
2: bloodlines matter. It always has in human society, right. and you get royalty and. So I, I, that's why I think the better word, or not better, but uh, another good view of that is that potent, it, it, and he's making it out, and a lot of people believe, because, you know, when we study these things, you see other people's opinion, and of course, we could always be wrong, but as long as we're right on Jesus— but some people say, well, you know, this phrase, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. So, you know, some say this comparison is like the Gentiles versus the Jews, or he's making that. I mean, it seems like to me that he's just saying you can have the same same kind of faith. mm mm-hmm. That we have now you say well he was an eyewitness and that's why i made that reference yesterday in in john where or yesterday last podcast 21 where he said you know, you know thomas i mean jesus is kind of saying well i mean congratulations you you i convinced you that i'm alive so you believe <laughs> and he doesn't say that but you see my point. I mean, because yeah. like, I'll never believe unless I see the scars. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, is like, well, here you go. But then Jesus kind of throws him under the bus. Yeah, and says, man, you know that's kind of easy for you. But what about all those who haven't seen? And that's
0: why I brought up Abraham. Well, plus when you're when you're standing there, and you can literally shape shift yourself back into the scars and the holes, and then you can shape shift yourself back whole again. Yeah, that's that's a little easier to believe when you're standing there. And a being is so powerful that you can do that. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're right. When we're having to imagine that two thousand years ago, that's a pretty potent faith, Jay, to use your word. Yeah,
2: I just thought it's interesting. But, but and another, I thing, like that word. I, that, uh, that word is a great word. I brought up the, uh, I brought up this, the reason that they're suffering, is because they're doing stuff for Jesus and for God's will. I brought that up in the overtime. And I think it was a good illustration because, look, when you think about it, okay, Jesus, he did say, all right, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. But to be honest, based on these, this appearance of the resurrected Lord, I mean, them being with Jesus and him making this comparison to us, and they saw... Jesus Christ, come back from the dead. Trust me, you didn't have to say, now go tell everybody what's happened. He didn't have to say that. They were going to go tell what happened. Yeah. And so I made an illustration in the bonus time that when we eat, when I ate that beef stew, I, I could not keep that quiet. That's how I told y'all about it. Yeah. Because I thought, we've stumbled up on something here. We They took the ordinary and they made it extraordinary. I, I, I can't, when you see a great movie, I must tell that. I must share that. Yep. And so in our churches today, I think, and in our personal lives, we need to realize if your faith is growing and you're focused on Jesus, this shouldn't be something that you have to motivate yourself to go speak about to other people. Right. You don't you shouldn't compartmentalize this in in saying, well, that's just not my job or not. No, you can't help it. It he goes back to the Jeremiah who, who endured endless suffering. He just said, you know what? I I I just can't I can't help it. Right. Even though the response is poor and the persecution is great, you would share that. So I, I think we should really look at Peter's point here. Your faith needs to grow, because if that's not happening, there's there's a problem somewhere in your personal faith. Right. There's a problem. Yeah, I agree. You're you're not keeping what you know the the focus of what you should be focused on. It's not in the forefront of your brain, which is what we're going to get to. It's not a growing faith, and you have forgotten, in a spiritual way, the. What happened through the
1: blood that was shared oh, for you and, and the resurrection? You, you never want your faith to run out of gas. That—that's you get you low on fuel. It just the ramifications are sometimes disastrous. Right. Well, I think it's because I think it comes from a misunderstanding on
2: what it means to forget, and I. I brought this up just to kind of keep everybody up to speed where we're at. Oh, the First Corinthians fifteen when he said, "I want to remind you of the gospel." What well, you you were all they were already. Oh, what's this profound thing that we've forgotten? He was like with well, Jesus that he that he died according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised and that he you know appeared to these five hundred or more. You know, well, I'm sure they thought. Oh, we knew we we know that. And look, it's the same thing I see, pretty much every Sunday morning. If someone shares that, that oh yeah, we got that. But there's there's a difference in mentally knowing the fact and spiritually letting that be in your heart at at in, in the in the forefront of your mind and heart and soul where you're making life decisions on a daily basis. That, that's my point.
0: I do think there's a subtle thing that happens here in this very first verse that has it's going to have an implication of what he's going to get to in the middle part of the letter and that is this is one of the it's only a handful of places in the New Testament that he calls Jesus God. It it only happens a handful of times. He says to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. So he he compares True. Jesus yeah. to Yahweh, which you only see that, you know, you see it in John 1, Titus 2, 13, Hebrews 1, which also quotes Psalm 102, my Lord, our Lord.
2: You, you skipped over my favorite. What's that? It's not on your list? I have one. Which one? Romans 9, 5. Yeah, Romans 9, 5. That's it. That, let one. me read it. Yeah, read that one. Now, this one, I've used this, I mean, even taking it out of context before with people that say that Jesus is not God. I know there. Some people say that theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Hmm. It's a good one. Well, there you have both aspects. Yep. Because people, when you read that, I remember the first time I read this, and I thought, "Well, is he a human?" Or is he God? Yeah, he seems to indicate he's both. Yeah, yep. yeah I love that verse. That's, that's, that's a good Romans one.
0: Nine five. So I think, in other words, it's just him opening the book. But I think he's making a greater point when he gets into the false teacher aspect. It's going to give you a little bit of a clue as to probably what some of that false teaching was about. Same thing John got into in First, Second, Third John. Was the idea that there was this group of people that rose up in the latter part of the first century that said that Jesus wasn't really God? You know, yeah. he was just a human being. So that, by the way, but
2: look and and all in all uh, fairness, it is very difficult from a human perspective to wrap your head around yep. this concept. Right. But look, I don't know why it's that hard if you don't have a hard time believing that jesus came from a virgin seems like to me that would be more difficult to wrap your head around <laughs> but it seems like we accept that a lot know. of
1: a lot of people are hung up with uh, mary and when the angel was telling what's fixing to take place for uh, mary nothing is impossible with god yeah she said i'm god I'm, I'm god's servant may it be as you have said
0: yeah, she she did
1: have she, a problem she, doing she it. Wrestled she wrestled with it for about thirty seconds. Right. Wow. Said, so, you know, how in the world is this gonna work? Then once told, she said, nothing's possible. Which here. is interesting, you're right, Dad, because she would
0: have to spend the rest of her life explaining to people. What nobody would believe.
1: You know, hi, oh, that's right, <laughs> <laughs> including her husband. You know, do you expect us to believe <laughs> what right. you're telling us? Exactly. I mean, you know, you're running run around the neighborhood here, but right. she, beginning with her husband. Oh, they would have, they would have gotten on her. That's right. Well,
2: and he was just letting, from her perspective, it was too limited of view. I mean, because technically, he was using the illustration. I mean, there some things are impossible. He can't lie, right? And he he's not gonna change his nature, which is, you know, he's not going to be sinful or, but she was trying to look at it from only the human perspective. Right. But look, that's going to be a struggle that we all have. We, we as created beings try to view the creator from the created being standpoint and, and make him out what we want him to be. Right.
0: So he starts, I think it's really interesting because Peter, Even in his fisherman's way, because of the Holy Spirit, he builds a really strong case in this first part of the letter, because he's going to, and we know, we talked about Jesus laid the groundwork already by this idea, remember, 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 going back, you can't forget. And he's going to use in verse two and verse three, he uses knowledge. You remember in in first Peter, James, when he talked about administering grace in all its various forms? You remember that was the phrase used, which is really interesting phrase here in verse two, he says grace and peace. The same things he mentioned at the end of first Peter be yours in abundance. But instead of saying his various forms, in other words, whatever ways you get grace. Now he says something very specific through the knowledge of God and of Jesus. Christ.
2: Well, and I like some of the, I like Zach's translation when he of knowing God yeah. and, uh, and it says that grace and peace being multiplied Mm. i I think that was a a better rendering yep but when you think well how do i get to know god that's why i brought up first john i mean if you just i would like to compare that because i think there's a similar there's a similar instance because there's a difference in knowing about god or having knowledge about god and I really think Peter's knowing.
0: making a strong point of that, and that's where he's going to build his foundation before he gets to the false part because he's saying, if you know this, you're going to be in a much better position. I think is his
2: point he's making. So first John, and you know, John, the last survivor of, of Jesus' followers, you know, he, I mean, it's so, so interesting. He was, you know, he called him he, earlier like when you read John's account in the gospels. And so now we get to you know the next to last set of books in the Bible and he's like that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hands have touched this we proclaim concerning and there was that word i used earlier the the word mm-hmm. of life. <clears throat> The life appeared, we have seen it, testified to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So when you think about there's
0: that oneness by the way of the father and the son same so thing what what, what what
2: fellowship where we can have fellowship with God himself Mhm And how many times does he go on to say about knowing God those who know God know God know God And so then he then he goes on to say uh you know this is the message and declare to you God is light in him there's no darkness if we claim to have fellowship with him right well, you know this. This is a little deeper than just knowing about him. If you're you're claiming to have fellowship with the God of the universe, are you kidding me? How is this even possible? To go to Phil's point, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of His Jesus, um, blood of Jesus, which there's that blood again, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we just save our Selves and the truth is not in us. Now here's here's the point I want to make. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But if you really think about what He's saying, what we do in the church is we we uh, stress the first phrase of that. If we confess our sins, because that's about us, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us. But when you think about it, if you're having fellowship with God, you realize at some point, oh, he knows you better than any other entity could ever know you. Right. So the fact that you're confessing your sins is more of an acknowledgement that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, you know, just, loving. But what's amazing about the second part of this verse is if you say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So you say, well, what, what does he mean he is just? Because most time people read this, they say, well, of course, God will forgive you of your sins if you confess them, because he's loving and he's merciful. But that's not what he says. He says it's because he's just. Well, he goes on to explain why when you get to verse 1 of chapter 2, he said, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our for ours, but also for the sins of the world. He it's just said, "He said, don't th- think he, you can hide them. You can't hide them. Well, you can't hide them. Understand? them. But he's also saying he's forgiven you not because oh you're confessing them. You know you're revealing." It's because of his justice that was done on the cross of Jesus. Yeah, he, it's you, more. Of, he, it's, he, you don't need to be have a sacrifice again. There's already been a sacrifice. All you're doing this is, is ag- not about you. All you're doing is acknowledging who he is. You're acknowledging. your fellowship with. You're you're walking with. You're in a relationship that has become intimate. He knows your secrets, That's your it. thoughts, and your heart and your. But it's, it's just like, I don't know why we, we can't help it as religious people. We're like, all right, go to confession, take the Lord's Supper. It's like we're checking in because we know about God. And somehow, that's why I read that whole thing. The true meaning gets lost in there. Yeah, we're talking great. about knowing God and fellowship with him and having this spirit. This spiritual connection, his his DNA, which we're fixed to get into, or you know what I'm calling the Holy Spirit, his his DNS, I guess, divine nature spirit, is living inside of you. How much more intimate can you get?
0: Now, that's a great point, Jez. You're not telling him what he doesn't know. You're telling him where things are in your relationship. <laughs> It's it's like your wife. You, it, you're not you're not telling her things, it's not like you're saying, Well, look, let me just let's let's sit let's sit in the booth and I'm gonna tell you all my deep dark secrets. You're saying, hey, here's where here's where you're just having a conversation about
2: Well, and it's it's an eyewitness, you know, they were and that that's what I was trying to get to. They were eyewitnesses. But it's just as intimate to house the Holy Spirit of God and have this you know, that's why people said, you know, we're the witnesses. Uh, and they even use that word today. And you're like, what, what does that mean? That's where that came from. Because it's like, well, we're he's that witness and that one that raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit, God's spirit and nature. We're partaking in that. We're participating in that. So that's why, you know, later on in First John, he would say, whoever who wants to uh, live a godly life must walk as Jesus did. Well, you're like, well, how, how can I do that? Well, you have the, the spirit that raised him from the dead and that was moving in and through him inside of you. So Peter's bringing that point out. And what happened to Jesus while he was on the earth? Well, he was rebuked. He was persecuted. He was threatened. He, so we're going to have the same life if you're having these kind of conversations with people. And that's exactly what he
0: meant when he said this, what do you call it? Knowing God multiplied or through the knowledge. And then he's going to, when we get to verse three, he's, he's going to bring that out again. He's going to, when he gets into the next one, he says, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. There's the same word again. Same word. Who called us by his own glory and goodness. By
2: his own glory. Yeah. And his goodness. That's right. So, and he's given us everything we need. I mean, you could just take this one verse and and put it up on your wall, and this would eliminate griping and complaining. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and look, it would really change our prayer life. Yeah. Because most of the times, and I'm I'm thinking carefully about what i'm saying most of the times our prayers are about things that we need yeah or we feel we need right and he's like his power has given us everything we need for life and godliness right you have you have everything you need right which is why he he
0: continues to source it back to god instead of to us i mean and that's what he's having to remind them of that's when you get off base, right, when when it's not him. So and I, I think that's the first reminder that he's telling them, is that it has to go back to who he is, and it's not you. Because that's why he keeps going back to that knowledge, that it came
2: from them. Well, and in I, verse 4, when he says, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises. You, know, you named three of them last podcast, yep. but there are several. Right. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature and you know the Holy Spirit is never really mentioned, but that is what it's referring to here. Would you agree? Yeah, you're participating in in the divine nature, and and you can es- escape the corruption in the world caused
1: by evil desires. It sounds like a lot of the qualities of the spirit. I mean, the, the, exactly. The, 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 you know love joy peace patience kindness all those things
0: yeah and how would you how could you participate in the divine nature i mean there's only one way and that's that's through the spirit living in you i mean there's no other way to participate because that's active yeah. and ongoing
2: right well it's a focus on jesus and a reliance and and a and a security of the Holy Spirit being in you. Right, which is
0: why I think later, which we'll get into when we get into the second part of this chapter, is the idea that the knowledge is carried along by the Holy Spirit in terms of the Word of God and in, in what the prophecy that happens there, but let's face it, that only comes to life if the Spirit lives in you, to be able to then
1: interpret it and know what that is. That's what I've been saying the last couple of weeks in here. Faith, add to your faith. I Add to you said, well I, I, I have faith in Jesus, I said how do you make that known? Well, he says here you add to your faith goodness and the goodness knowledge. Right. Just just, just be good. But I think his point is it has to be growing.
2: You know he's used already adding multiplying. Uh, you have all the why are we using all these mathematical? This is something that's ever increasing. As you're, as you're as walking, it's not something. Oh, I got it. You know, I'll see you in heaven. Right? No, this this is that's why you, he keeps making the analogy of the you know the new birth and a young baby, and uh, it just takes time. And you know, I did the illustration in the overtime about the about an acorn. An acorn's not very powerful. If you try to slam it on the concrete, it it'll just crush in your hand. But you plant that thing and give it some time, and all of a sudden, that, that thing becomes a force. It, it'll yep. buckle the road, you know. It, yep. it, it will. So that's kind of what I think he's referring to. It's, it made me think of that verse in James, you know, where he said every good and perfect gift comes from above. But then later on, he says, accept uh, the word that is Planted in you, where's that 21? Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So yeah. at first, it, it, it doesn't seem that powerful, but as it grows, the, the word that is planted, the spirit that's in you, it's the equivalent to something going from an acorn that's just laying on the ground to a giant oak that is a is a force. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting,
0: and I mentioned this uh, when we were doing the overview of uh, of the book, is that when you look back when Jesus was teaching the parables, which I think that would have impacted Peter as he wrote this book, you know, these 20 plus years later, that when he was teaching those parables, it was interesting. You go back to Matthew 13, say, because he had several there in a row, it was the the sower, the mustard seed, the the hidden treasure, you know the pearl the the net. there was always a core of something that Jesus started with. It was a seed, you know it was something that was planted, it was the mustard seed, it was the treasure that was put into the field, it was the net, and so that so there was always that core that was representative of who God was. It was the gospel, you know, the treasure that was representative. It was this idea of first there was God, and then there was growth, which is what we're going to get into with the faith. And so I think that's principle once we get into this text, because if you don't have the core first, then you don't have anything to grow from. And so, I think that's what was missed, and that's that's the part that the false teachers
1: were missing because they were missing Jesus to begin this with this fruit he talks about perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love all those qualities you you're not exhibiting those and making those known to people to be saved you're you're doing that because you are saved right you you are showing them what a growing faith looks like, right you know it keeps you from being ineffective, he said you know and uh, unproductive yeah but it all leads to I think
2: You're the last here. the last quality in verse seven, which is love because when you think about it, I mean what does God do once you get to know him those qualities of God it always goes back to them you know three of them that i 'm always focused on is that love light it's like we said about the confessing of sins, and any all my counselor buddies, they all say that there's something about actually forming the words when they're confessing your sins that's therapeutic to you dealing with it. And just like in God's wisdom, yeah, He's already known. <clears throat> he already knows what you did. But I mean, even the the counseling science of it all has proven that it's helpful when you acknowledge what the problem is. I mean, it's the first step of anything is admitting that we have a problem here, right. which is coming to Christ, that is a prerequisite. <clears throat> I mean, if you're not broken or you don't realize you can't do it yourself in life, well, why in the world would you be pursuing God? Right. But it's always going to lead to a love of God like you never had before you heard Jesus and surrendered to him. And it's always going to affect your other relationships. You know, when you look at these things that when it says brotherly kindness and, you know, that's something before I was in Jesus, that's the last thing I was thinking about is being kind to anyone. I mean, you don't, you just don't think that way as a human being who is self-absorbed, you know? Right. And so that's why I think in the first John, when it said that you're fellowshipping with God, well, later on he's going to get into when he said, you know, we confess our sins because God is light. Everything comes to light, and he's life. So then all of a sudden you realize you're going to live forever. So you it changes your perspective on what you're pursuing. You then realize money, that's not going to it's not going to do anything forever. Right. Just the best you can hope for is your family arguing about it, if you have some, when you
1: die. That's it. The that, first that, time, that's where that ends. The first <clears throat> time I had exercised uh, and experienced uh, brotherly love, I just... Obey the gospel so I come up and some guy come up and grab me you know like hug and I noticed I stiffened up you know yeah I was tight I said whoa whoa." so we got outside in the parking lot and Miss K said what'd you think I said it's a little bit too lovey-dovey for me (laughs) (laughs) I was just ignorant and unschooled and I just didn't realize what brotherly love was I never experienced that right I wouldn't grab some dude you know no
2: well, that's what I was going to say. When it says in First John, and a lot of growing uh, to do. Part of fellowshipping with God is you realize then you fellowship with one another, which is right in the middle of that First John. Yep. We have fellowship with one another, and so you you all these qualities are are coming out. But this is, and it says, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. Yep. which is my original thing that I wanted to talk about you if you're in Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit of God and God has adopted you as his children, sons and daughters, that you're not going to be able to to keep that silent. you, you want to be effective and productive in while we're on the earth right? And so I think that's the understood goal, and you're doing it with all these things that he's providing: the love, the kindness, the godliness, the perseverance, the self-control. Just going around doing good. Oh man, as
1: you're saved, that's why. That's how you operate.
2: Well,
0: and we'll have to break this list down on a future podcast because we're out of time. Because, man, there's some really rich stuff in here, especially when you look at the provider. <laughs> of this list and where it comes from, which is really good. So we'll do that, uh, in future podcasts. We'll talk a little bit more about setting that up on our overtime segment. If you want to follow us over there, That's blaze slash unashamed. And, uh, we'll set that up a little bit more. We're into second Peter now, uh, which is our follow up to first Peter, of course. Uh, so if you want to follow us at blaze slash unashamed for our overtime. segment. thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast.